Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. The prices up and creating boundaries with clients. These are things that I know sometimes super fearful I totally get it you've been doing things a certain way for a long time and making any changes can feel rather scary you don't know how clients are going to respond but in reality changes are often necessary totally unavoidable but I think with the right approach your ideal clients that love you already trust you they will totally adapt and grow with you so today I'm chatting with Color Christina, color specialist, educator Christina Russell. Now you may know her from the Color Christina Talks podcast, one of my faves. Now, Christina recently increased her prices of her services by 8%. It's actually quite a lot. So today she's going to share how, how it went and what the end result was. Now, I know her insights will provide you with great practical tips on how to communicate with your clients and maybe put your prices up too. So let's dive in and chat with Christina. Christina, thank you so much for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Super pleased to have you here and to have you back. Thank you, Larissa, for having me. I'm honoured, excited and really looking forward to being back for, for your listeners. Well, uh, for those that haven't met you before, let's start with this. Well, who the heck are you anyway? Uh, where do you live? And what do you do? How did you get to be doing what you're doing? My name is Christina Russell and I am giggling because my um, cat is just walking <laughs> across the keyboard. Sorry for anybody that the audio was affected. I am in Sydney, Australia. I split my time between working behind the salon chair as a colour specialist, as well as educating with programs that are available online. I also have a podcast. I absolutely love teaching and connecting to help other salon um, salon owners, business owners and hairdressers learn and stay excited about our industry. Amazing. So we spoke uh, last year, I believe, and uh, we've had several conversations. One of the conversations we seem to talk about a lot, Christina, is pricing, putting our prices up. And I know in earlier this year, in January this year, you put your prices up by 8%, which is quite a large jump all at once. Um, why don't you take us through that journey? Excellent question. And I, I loved recently, I actually, probably a few months ago now, watched you present for the Secret Fox Education, which I am a passionate member about. And I find myself now as a business owner, I'm not a salon owner, just to clarify, I'm a career freelancer. I absolutely loved a presentation that you did, Larissa, and was looking at different goals in six-week blocks. Now, something that really stood out that you said was that you are in a profit business versus a not-for-profit business. And something that I see a lot of hairdressers, myself included, can tend to give either emotional discounts or we price things on 
how long we've known the person or there are all these different variables um, that can affect our profitability. Now, when COVID happened, it really affected my business. I was working as a contractor at Edwards & Co. The contract ended. I was off the floor for about nine weeks, which was a positive in the end because I've um, started working with a friend that I actually did my apprenticeship with. We're in a smaller space. Regardless of what's happening with COVID, it's easier to have the spacing. We work one-on-one. We've got no assistance. But what actually happened back in Uh, February, March 2020, I had a 95% loss of revenue. I've worked all my life as a hairdresser. So emotionally and um, all these different things were happening of fear and not sure what to happen, but it was also quite, and I I do get a bit sick of this word, but it was a pivotal moment um, because I did need to make major major changes. And when my contract stopped at Edwards & Co, that was a considerable segment of my income. I also do education, workshops, all of the workshops and the tours planned were cancelled. I also had to find money for the refunds and we kept moving things and, and rescheduling them, but they weren't going to really probably be able to come back. So I lost a potential 60 to 75% of revenue when the contract ended at Edwards and Co. And it was time to start afresh. There was a, a government scheme in Australia called JobKeeper. I'm not sure if it was the same in New Zealand, but there was a supplement, which meant that I was still working with my bookkeeper and there was some support coming in which was great, but it did mean that I got really strong or used to financial tracking, monthly reporting, and the skills around what was coming in and what was going out. And by December 2020, I had rebuilt my business back to 20% of what it was the year before COVID. So I'd managed to claw myself back up. And I also thought that my clients were at a time where they probably were able to be working and earning more money. I didn't want to raise it during 2020, but I hadn't raised my prices for a few years. And I thought I need to be making profit. My goals are to work three days on the salon floor. And after attending your webinar, looking at the number of hours you want to be on the floor, where your career or where your genius zones are, I want to be in teaching and I want to be doing some clients, I need to look at it, those clients that are seeing me, how do I make profit and how do I attract the right clients? So I made the decision and I raised, it was uncomfortable, but I thought, no, go with it. 8% is good. So all of my prices were raised by 8%. The only things that I didn't raise were my treatments. So moisturizing treatments, Olaplex treatments, and my toners, because I looked at what was happening in my salon service menu. And those were already, I thought, at a premium price. And they tend to be a service that's a add-on or a second or third layer. So I didn't want people to be having you know, a $50 increase all of a sudden if they were getting the same services. So all of the base colors, tinting, highlights, and so on, they all went up by 8%. And it's a considerable increase to me. And 
my clients were all okay with it. Um, and you sound almost surprised. Was that, yes. were you expecting some pushback well, um, and found that you didn't? Talk us through that. Yeah, I think I tend to, I was surprised because I, I have a self-belief system that I need to work on, that I am working on in a way that there are sometimes emotional discounts. So there might be a friend and so they get a special or they can come after hours. So they get something else, um, you know, or they get a different treatment. And when I realized it's, it's me, it's, I'm in my mid forties and a middle-aged hairdresser now, I don't want to be working as hard physically on the floor. I want to have different consulting and teaching opportunities and, and speaking opportunities. And it means that I need to be off the floor less, but when I'm on the floor, it needs to be profitable. And there's a quality that I can offer my clients and they didn't really mind. I think that the length of time that I spend with consultation, and we've had a past episode actually on complex colour correction consultations and the differences around multiple visits versus all happening in one, I do tend to do longer consultations. So it's very clearly set up what their pricing and what their expected services will be. And I find matched with that, the price rise was okay. There were a few moments where I'd get my little square terminal and go, that's now $350. <laughs> and they would go, okay. And I, I just needed to do that a few times. I didn't put signage up, but I did tell people if, and if I was armed with the knowledge that if anyone felt upset or shocked, I had something to say that was, um, well, this is the new pricing now. Today, I'm going to honour your existing price that you're comfortable with. You're a valued client. Just letting you know when we do this next time, it will be this price. Um, we'd love to see you back. Perhaps we can push them out once a week, a bit further. So I offered solutions, but I didn't reduce my pricing. Yeah, good on you. And I think that's the key. I think we talked about this too in the last episode, uh, being prepared emotionally uh, and backing yourself self up with the tools and the resources so you don't uh, freak out at the moment, you know, in the moment you are fully prepared for that. And I too believe that, you know, when you really step in with confidence, despite the odd time where we have a wobbly voice, um, your clients really can't falter that. There'll be five people, you know, that might say something or complain about it or screw their face up a little bit and you kind of know who those five people are once you've gone over those five people everybody else is great as long as you step forward with confidence so good on you good for you hey i just wanted to pop in to tell you something don't worry we're going to get back to this awesome episode in just a second now if this sounds like you listen up you have a team you love your team but you're sick of wondering why and wishing your team would make their sales targets. You want them to be smashing sales because it shows that they're actually looking after their clients really well. Like imagine if you could have a way to make more from the clients that you already have, increase sales without spending more on advertising. Well, it's totally possible and I want to help you. And I want to help you do it with ease, in a classy way. No hard and dirty sales tricks here ways to serve your clients, make more, 
because everybody wins, the team, the client, and of course, you, the business owner. Now, if you want to find out more, just DM me uh, and let's chat. I'll make a plan for you. I'm also going to leave a link for you on the show notes of this episode. All right, let's get back to the episode. We're six months in now since you put your prices up. What's been the impact? Um, it's a great question. There, there's been a, a trickle-on effect, I think, with looking at other parts of the business that can also increase the profitability as well. So I feel that um, it's more than just the prices. And we, being in a smaller salon, have our own color ranges. I was already on a good, um, I guess, a good deal or a good buying price for my main colors. And there's a second range that we really wanted. And we were going off to hair suppliers and we were paying their prices for like the odd bottle here and there. And then we were able to set up accounts. So once I set these prices higher, then I looked at what our products were that were coming in, what the suppliers could offer. And if there were similar products that we liked that we could buy directly. So I managed to set up an account with a second color brand for our favorite toners and semi-permanent colors for not just me, but for the four the four of us, we all worked together and um, was able to negotiate, a, I think it's a 15%, 12 or 15% below what their standard price is, which is about 20 to 25% less than what it is at a hair supplier. So I reduced the prices there and I felt as a year 10 or 16 year old that left high school and thought I'm not very good at maths I, I was like happy dancing thinking that's <laughs> going to make a slow but but a really positive impact um, my clients my regular clients are still really happy and coming at the same rate um, if they do push it out it's still looking good we still have just as many Olaplex, toners, treatments. We actually have more clients coming in for smaller services such as toners and just their haircut. And I worked with it, I work with an emerging stylist who had a great introductory offer for $90 for a haircut and blow dry for all of my clients. And we raised hers up to $120. And I think all of those clients, maybe a couple have, have moved somewhere else just because that's what happens in life, but they've all been happy to have a $30 jump in their mm. haircuts because she's great, she's highly skilled, and she keeps them wanting more. So all the stylists raised their prices. We had um, a couple of things happening with the introductory price to get them comfortable in a new space. And I also raised my prices. And... I'm now able to, I've just been able to hire a virtual assistant. So I'm able to now have more money to invest back into the business. And I feel, um, I don't know if braver or bolder, but I feel more professional and bold by having the confidence in myself and people that can't afford that, that's okay. They might come to see me once a year for a treat and they might not do color or they might do a home color and then they come back in and let me fix it up. And I love color correction. So I don't judge them. Um, I make it still a very open invitation, but I, I can't put myself second um, anymore with what other people are anticipating me to charge because it's not a hobby, it's my business. 
I love it. Amen to that. <laughs> yes. Now, I know one of the strategies that you have done recently is started to bundle your hero services, your primary service, what you stamp your brand upon. Talk us through um, how you've done that, what, what impact uh, that has made uh, in terms of your transaction with your clients. Yeah, great question, actually, Larissa, because it's been it's been a little bit of trial and error. We're, we're changing over at the moment booking softwares, and I know that um, Timely is who I really want to be with. I've, I've put the questions out there in various Facebook groups. I've been careful not to get lost reading all the gossipy comments, but Timely <laughs> seem to be the right fit for us. They work really well for different um, different business sizes and in the hair, beauty and barbering industry. So we've, I've been talking with them about bundling services as well as how we could get more new client attraction from our social media because we, I spend a lot of time on Instagram and to have a click-through button that somebody can click book now or book me, they are going to make it a lot easier but what I've been struggling with this year with the booking system that we have and it could be just the way that we set it up because we were newbies to doing online we've got some people that are booking for a permanent color a tint retouch and a haircut and it says you'll be in for eight hours or we've got yeah. these different <laughs> services that aren't happening and I think that's a fear of a lot of salon owners as well as a lot of people that have color on their menu or keratins or straightenings when there's multiple services, could be with one person, might be with three stylists in a day, there's a complexity to it as well. So I'm, I'm currently looking at setting it up so they are guided through step one. We do dry cutting at the salon. So step one, book your haircut first. If you're not having a haircut, book the colour but make sure you always select blow dry afterwards. So we're going to try and speak consumer, make it really clear for them, but also we can answer a phone call or have direct messaging on our social media if they need more information. And I'm really excited for it because some of my clients that are regulars, they might, now recently I got a 3am text from a client wanting to book her next colour. I, I messaged her politely and said, oh, thank goodness I had my phone on silent. You were up early thinking <laughs> about your hair. And she, she said how sorry she was that I, I don't want to have to have my phone on silent in case there's a family emergency, which I hope there isn't. But there are boundaries that are hard when you have your mobile or you're too accessible and that could be Facebook, Instagram or all these other ways that they can reach us. So I wanna have a book now on my website. It will be bundled, the colors with me. And I'm just gonna choose probably four different types of packages. One that could be hair painting for redheads, one that will be a color correction, one that will be a classic retouch or perhaps a, a gray coverage and that could be also a highlight one or a balayage one so I'm going to really break it down and I think the best way to do it for me is all new clients need at least a 90 minute booking for me so whatever they click on if they're new it could trigger that that needs to be at least 90 minutes and there's different ways I might have a couple of different shortcuts that aren't exposed to the new people 
for my regulars as well. Um, I think we still need to obviously look over the book and check that things are working um, because there isn't black and white ways for everybody. But I am excited to make it easier for people to book in with me and for me to not have to send so many messages to get them there. I'm really pleased you talked about this. I don't know if you know my background, but my background has been in booking software. I worked with Timely and then through um, messenger marketing. And so um, the pivotal thing that you said there was one, make it easy for your clients to do business with you. Two, while making life easy for you to have lower the less, you know, the workload. So you can spend more time on the floor doing the things that you love to do and less administrative time. Uh, albeit three in the morning, you know, managing the stuff. But this is the era that we are in, right? So we want to make it one touch click for them to do business with you because let's face it, people are making appointments, yes, three in the morning, but mostly it's while they're on the bus, while they're on the toilet, while they're waiting in the school round for their child to pick them up. And so it needs to be fast because at any moment life's going to change and uh, a lot of bookings are missed or incomplete because of disruption and interruption and distraction. Um, what I do love about what Timely provides is all of those incomplete bookings, you actually get a notification of all, all of those uh, missed oh. bookings, and you can reach back out to those people and say, hey, I noticed you didn't complete your booking, let's complete it. And you can either red carpet, complete the booking for them, or you can drive them back to the online booking. And we did an experiment with our Salon Mastery uh, members. And uh, for one owner she had 10 missed the incomplete bookings nine of which completed the booking on her reaching out to them because she had the list of who those were and I think that's super powerful that sounds fantastic I didn't know that that was possible because I think that if something becomes too hard or maybe they get stuck at the same point because we do cutting first as an example or because some people might um, want you to pick a la carte versus bundled um, services that sounds like such a missed opportunity that other other people just may not know about you just don't know those people and if it becomes too hard they just don't do it or they're already frustrated before they get on a phone call with you or they're giving you negative feedback so I'm excited to learn how to do that and to reach out I know how to do that with email marketing like to see if people have clicked on a link um, several times and perhaps they are wanting more information on something but they just keep opening the blog link um, or a <laughs> podcast link and there's the odd person that might do it 40 times and you think wow are they really into that or are they not sure is it is the link not working like it does give you um, direct feedback without that person having to do it. And every now and then I might, you know, email those people and just say, oh, I noticed you really liked that. How, you know, can I help you with anything? Would you like more information? That's good to yeah. know about time. We just want to, well, that's right. We want to automate it. And I think for bundling packages, we've got to remember that consumers, one, as you said, don't know the order of things. They don't know how to do that. We want to take that away from them and just, you think we live in a world of, packages and bundles. McDonald's really was the one, the first one yeah. to complete the combo. Um, and the reason that that has taken off is that people don't want to have to think. It takes a lot of brain power for people to have to think things through. And so they actually click away rather than think it through about what I really need. And so the minute you make people have to work hard to complete something simple like a booking, you actually get a lot of... Um, people that leave the page and incomplete so the easier we can package and bundle 
the better. People don't need to think. The other thing to think about for online booking, because I know for you, you mentioned like there was a bit of fear around doing it because of all the things that possibly could go wrong. And I know one that I get asked a lot is what if they need extra longer? I know her hair's thicker, finer, um, and it gets all confused in the appointment book. And I want just to encourage you to remember it's just a pencil booking. It's a request for a booking. It's not an actual booking. And Timely particularly uses that in its confirmation language. So you've got complete power and control to change it, converse with them, call them, text them, move the appointment before you click the confirm button. And so it says, we've sent a request for the time on Thursday at two o'clock. Someone will be get back to you shortly to confirm. And I think that gives us the confidence, right? That actually we can let people in booking into our appointment book. And if they get it wrong and it's eight hours, although we shouldn't allow them to get it wrong, um, <laughs> then we do have the opportunity to go back and talk with them first and, and get it right, or even consult with them on the phone and say, okay, what were you really wanting? Actually, you need to have a different combination of services or whatever. So, yeah, It's a great opportunity for a client to do it while their mood strikes, whatever time it is, yeah. whenever suits them, but for us to have that first contact and then we can either confirm it, book it in, they'll get a confirmation or it gives me an opportunity to message. For example, I've got a client in this week. I know that she's dabbled in home hair color, but she had booked in. And so I just messaged her yesterday, which is a couple of days beforehand saying, hi, Ella, just checking in. I noticed we have a booking so I can best serve you and we can make sure that you have a great experience, great hair. It's been a while since I've seen you. Would you mind sending me a couple, one or two of your inspiration photos? And can you please send me a photo top, side, back and front? And I make sure that I write nothing fancy. Nobody else is going to see it. It's just you and me. It just helps me set up the best time allocation possible to serve you. So I use the word serve you. I use the word time and I make sure that they don't think that I'm going to be putting it on my social media because that used to make people nervous to share photos. But that would be an opportunity, mm. I think, for people if they're a bit nervous with online bookings and it's going to be a colour correction, that that could be something you could um, get photos sent through as well beforehand or do a FaceTime or a Zoom consultation if that helps true yeah and you can connect those all of those things including the photos attached to the record inside of timely so you now you have a long tail record of all of the photos befores and afters online booking request photos um i think that's where we're at as an industry now mm. we want to be connected pre and post appointment with our clients um along for the journey right yeah, and I think our social media, I did an interesting interview with a UK social content creator, Jason Crozier, recently. He's a session stylist and he has a creative agency making curation packs. Um, and it's coming up. Oh, it's actually just gone live. I think I'm, I'm lost from week to week with the podcast. So um, we're talking about curation packs. And he'd recently been talking with other hairdressers and content creators around what clients are wanting from our social media and how that changes. So they want from us more than just that time in the chair, in the salon. They want to stay connected. They want to stay educated and they want to know what the latest trends are. And they want to see a little bit of our personal life as well. So if we know that we can get this information before they're even in the salon and then we can follow it up and we're sharing with other clients, did you know that we offer this? 
and then sharing trends. We're talking to our existing tribe as well, which I found so interesting because they want eight weeks, if that's an eight-week cycle, they want to still be entertained, educated, and know how to style their hair. So that's, that's a different way, I think, of looking at social media, which is a bit exciting as well, like to not just think that it's constantly trying to get new clients or reinvent the way that you foil. It's talking to our clients and helping them feel able to look good in between those appointments as well as knowing what's coming up next. Absolutely. Um, That's a good segue actually to the conversation that you and I started before about marketing from the inside out. Um, And I know for me, uh, a lot of salon owners ask me, what is a really great promotion to attract new clients into the business? And they say, stop. When was the last time you contacted the, the database that you already have, your existing clients who already know you, like you, trust you, have opened their wallet for you, and now you're going to ignore them and you're just going to go and, you know, chase the new boyfriend, so to speak, yeah. and you're ignoring your <laughs> husband at home. Come on now. Um, I think we need to market from the inside out and just what you were explaining then, you know, edutaining them, staying in contact with them. I think that is the best marketing that you can do because that you can't help when you do that uh, be sort of magnetic to other people and they kind of you know it's like being at the great party and over the fence people are looking going oh that's a good party over there what's going on I want to be part of that and they want to switch over the fence so um, yeah I think we've got a lot to answer for in terms of keeping our own tribe and community alive. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I, I like the party analogy. It's like, are they being too noisy or are they having so much fun? What's going on over there? Yeah. And it's sort of, it's a tribe. And, and something that I did for a short time in 2020 was have a small Facebook group for my clients to keep connected in the uncertain times. And so many people joined up and it was just about sharing trends and saying, hi, and I've been doing this. I'd share I'd share some tips or jokes I'd seen on the Ellen show, which I was watching when I was at home for a bit of laughs, but <laughs> something that a little bit different. And I don't, I don't use that group anymore. We don't need it, but I do make sure that people are connected. And I, I send out a, a weekly, not a weekly, sorry, industry email, but I send out a monthly client email. And that always includes a little bit of what's happening in the salon. I acknowledge things such as I know that our online bookings have been a bit clunky. I'm listening. I'm hearing you. We're working on a new way. Please hold off for now. Save this email so you can email me or here's my number. Um, what's coming out now? And I'll share a couple of trends. And it's something that they often will reply directly to and make a booking but otherwise it just inspires a bit of change it's not salesy but there's a little bit of news a little bit of trends and I found that 12 a year that's doable for me if I was trying to do it anymore and then focusing on the click rate and sweating all the things of nobody's clicked back or I might be overthinking it but once a month and I've plotted out what's happening. Is it Mother's Day? Is it Mardi Gras? Is it Pride Month? Is it Oscars season? There are the same things that happen each each year, right? So we can sort of look at what's happening and, and then change what the business discussion is in each. But I've found that doing that is a really great communication as well for my existing clients. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I love that so much. 
um, I think it should start from the inside out, for sure. All right, you're amazing, Christina. Uh, I love our conversations. We could talk for hours. Um, but as a business owner, what is a quote or a mantra or something that keeps you sane, keeps you focused forward that you can share with our uh, salon owners? Something that I, I was trying to think of this one, the last time I was on, I did a Dr. Seuss one, which was more of a quirky, emotional one. And I've been um, going back to a book that I was given a few years ago by an incredible facilitator and coach called Jane Anderson, and she's part of the Thought Leaders Practice. So this is a quote from the Thought Leaders Practice book that I thought was really relevant for now and for your listeners. And it is, do work you love with people you like the way you want. I love that. And that's, that's what really I'm working cool. on. And I think that, that it makes sense. Like we often see hairdressers are doing so many different things and I do love it, but it is work. But I think it's time that we do the work we love. You can outsource the rest. So that's my quote. Can you say it one more time for us? Yes. Do work you love with people you like the way you want. Yeah. Nice. I love that for sure. We're definitely going to share that one. Um, all right. What about, uh, well, maybe you can share this book with us. Tell us again. Uh, but a book or a resource or uh, anything that maybe you have in your suite of resources yourself, what can you share with us? I'm reading this one, but <laughs> that I read it and then I put it down and then I come back to it. Um, and it's help, it's all about helping clever people be commercially smart. So it's called The Thought Leaders Practice by Matt Church, Peter Cook and Scott Stein. I find for education or for looking at different ways of um, of celebrating your original thought, it's a really great book. And there are different exercises in there. I've also been going back through the book um, that Jane Anderson has, which I love, and there are worksheets through it. It's been really quite integral to me changing the way I do a lot of things, actually. It's called Expert to Influencer. And so it's taking you through different um, suggested things in a broader sense of business, but also um, being more influential in your own world. Um, and I'm not really much of a reader. So I do also spend a lot of time scrolling on Instagram and <laughs> listening to podcasts. But those are the two, the two books that I'm loving. I also am getting, you know, lots of, um, lots of info, I guess, from podcasting, as well as the people that I've been talking to on, on my podcast. So if people are keen to hear a little bit more about like colourful journeys, or I've talked to some people around marketing, you've been a guest in the past as well. Um, it's called Colour Christina Talks. So that's my main outlet at the moment of, um, of information and resources shared. Amazing. I'm going to put the links to all of those in the show notes of this episode. Christina, thank you so much for coming back. Uh, we will definitely have you back to chat again. I appreciate the time. Thank you so much, Larissa. And thank you to all of our listeners. I look forward to connecting. If you want to send me any messages, you can find me at Colour Christina on Insta. I love to connect. Definitely. Thank you. Stalker, for sure. <laughs> a huge thanks to you, Christina, for joining me on the podcast today. It's always a treat to have you on. I love a good chat. Now, I personally love what you had to say about attracting the right clients to allow you to step off the floor while increasing profit. So 
Was there something interesting that you loved about this episode? Come and let me know in the Profitable and Successful Salon Owners Facebook group. I'm going to put the link to join in the show notes of this episode. Otherwise, you can just search it on Facebook. I'd love to learn what you have to say and chat. All right. Can't wait to connect with you next episode. Same time, same place. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.